0: Good day Savannah. I'm Adam Van Brimmer and this is the Commute Podcast from SavannahNow.com. On this episode, the Telfair's Ben Simons has been leading our local world-class art museum for a year now. A former executive with the Smithsonian, Simons joins my colleague, do Savannah Zach Dennis, to share what he's learned about the local art scene and what's to come at the Telfair. Today is Thursday, February the 3rd, and this is the Commute Podcast presented by National Office Systems. Today is also Savannah Chatham Day, the one day each year that Savannah's movers and shakers go en masse to Atlanta to preach the gospel according to Chatham to state lawmakers and other leaders. I joined that caravan, leaving the podcast duties to the Commute's producer and new Savannah editor, Zach Dennis. I'll turn the hosting duties over to him right after I pay the podcast bills by telling you about National Office Systems, the Commute's presenting sponsor. I think about owner Scott Center and his team every time I step into our comfortable offices on Chatham Parkway. National Office Systems is home to Savannah's experts in office design and outfitting. They work with top quality suppliers, such as Dirt Modular Interiors and Herman Miller Office Furniture, to create comfortable and productive workspaces. Learn more by visiting www.natoffsys.com. Again, that's www.natoffsys.com. Now, here's Zach Dennis and the Telfair's Ben Simons.
1: Joining us today on the Thursday episode of the Commute Podcast is Ben Simons. He's the Executive Director and CEO of Telfair Museums. Um, he has been on the job for a b- over, just over a year now. Um, ben, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Oh, thanks for having me, Zach. It's a real pleasure to be here. It's uh, a, um, a year into my role as Executive Director at Telfair and just loving it. We're, so many exciting things are happening at the museum, and we're kind of uh, – we're we're just really really looking forward to all the exhibitions and programming that we have coming up absolutely well let's let's start there because we you know this is
1: this is on this is coming out on thursday um super museum sunday is coming up this sunday and you all have a number of new exhibitions that are you know on display for that uh, tell us a little bit about what you all have planned for sunday and what families
2: can expect absolutely well we have um this sunday we will be participating in super museum sunday at all three sites will be open uh, 12 to 4, and we encourage you all to come out. We have a whole host of new exhibitions which are opening this week, and and some of them opened um, at, in January already. Our Pulse annual Pulse Art and Technology Festival, Cholhun On's Beyond, which is incredible light boxes that give you the experience of looking into infinite spaces which are really remarkable. Um, we have just opening this week. Uh, two exhibitions that spotlight recent acquisitions to Telfair's collections. Um, a group of prints by African-American female artists from the Brandywine Workshop and Archives in Philadelphia. It's an exciting new acquisition that broadens and diversifies the scope of our collections. Not a single one of these artists was previously held in our collection, so we're really excited about that. Um, curated by Aaron Dunn, Curator of Contemporary and Modern Art. And another show curated by Aaron is the Bruce Davidson face-to-face exhibition featuring 60 photographs by New York photographer Bruce Davidson from a uh, grouping of over 348 that were given to Telfair uh, in in the last couple of years. So again, we're focusing on the strengths of our permanent collection at Telfair and some new additions, which are are very exciting. Um, So there's a lot for everybody, all ages, family, full family. Experiences, so we, we encourage you to come down and check out what's going on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I haven't had a chance to check out the the latest Pulse Festival, but always a highlight. You know, that even if even if you don't normally go to uh, you know an art museum or something like that, like this is always an experience. If you have kids, like it's always very hands-on and interactive, and and always very. There are a cool. lot of
2: interactive uh, uh, elements to Pulse this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think people will find um, Chuhyun An's work in particular mesmerizing. It's not interactive um, in the sense of responsive to, to your emotions standing in front of it, but it brings you into a kind of a meditative space, reflections on infinity, um, really drawing you in. And it's all created using LEDs and, and one-way mirrors and reflectivity. So um, it's just a brilliant, brilliant show and it's just fun, it's a, people, it's a, it's a selfie opportunity as well, <laughs> which yeah. is you know, a fun thing to share with all of your friends and family. Um, and we're, we're just excited about Super Museum Sunday. It ties into our philosophy of wanting Telfair to be um, as accessible and free as possible, particularly to locals in our community. Um, we have a very exciting initiative that has just launched partnership with Live Oak Public Library System. And that has been spearheaded by Raina Edgar, our director of development, who did a similar program at her at her last museum uh, in Arkansas. And the idea there is to provide um, free passes to all to the museums, to the Jepson Center and Telfer Academy, uh, for any anyone who has a library card. And that's at all 16 locations. It's in Chatham County, Effingham, and Liberty counties. And I I have learned that um, people have already started checking out these well. passes. Uh, seven-day passes and you can come with up to eight eight friends and family members and so it's just a great it's another way that we're trying to make Telfair as accessible as possible um, to our community.
1: Yeah absolutely I mean I think that that's something that definitely um, definitely uh, opens up a lot you know I think that Telfair um, and I know this is one thing that you've really focused on since you joined is is what you're talking about that accessibility and bringing in people that you know I know in the past they've emphasized Chatham County families, but also getting, you know, Bryan County, Effingham County, Liberty County, getting those, getting anybody in the Savannah area to kind of come and experience all, the, all of these exhibitions that you have.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have, we're, we're blessed in a way because we have very strong tourist visitation, like like all Savannah does. It's part of the nature of our ecosystem here. Mm-hmm. Um, and tourists uh, tourists come and they, they look forward to the experience of coming to Telfair. And so we want to be a, destination uh, museum, and a destination for the arts for everyone traveling to Savannah. Savannah is you know, very well established as a historical and lifestyle destination. Mm-hmm. And of course with SCAD and, and the incredible history of SCAD, it's become known as an arts destination as well. And Telfair is a big part of that. Um, and we want to we wanna kind of get into the consciousness of, the, of the, the region and the country as a place to go for art travel. At the same time, we also want to be a destination of inspiration for locals in our community. And um, that we're working very hard on finding ways to make the museum as accessible as possible. The the partnership with the libraries is one way. Our free free family weekends, which we have throughout the year, funded by um, the county and and the Georgia Council for the Arts as well, um, and the city. Are um, our, our elements of that making us as, as accessible as possible? And during um, during the William Golding exhibition, which is opening up in in April, and I'd love to talk more about that incredible show yeah. and publication. Um, that we are studying the possibility of having um, free family weekends for locals and for the local counties, including Chatham and and five surrounding counties. So. Um, I, I'm just previewing that here, but I think it's a very exciting possibility that, that we're looking into. And, uh, you know, we just want to be a place where all locals say, this is my museum. This is, this is a place for me, it's a place I can go with my family, it's a place I can go and if I'm looking for something to do on the weekend, come mm-hmm. in and check out what's going on at Telfair. So that's really, that's the attitude and we're, we're making great strides uh, towards, you know, really, really making that kind of impact for the institution and the community.
1: And I'm sure it, it, it makes it a little bit easier for those families in Bryan and Effingham and Liberty County who I'm sure um, maybe, you know, wanted to go there, but it is, you know, maybe it was the trip, maybe it was kind of getting to Savannah, just, you know, all of those kind of logistics. I think it's one of those, if you can get in and kind of, you know, get your feet wet a little bit, like kind of try it out a little, you know, that, that maybe that... Creates that lasting impression where they're coming back over and over again. Yeah.
2: I mean, as, a, as director, I, I think a lot about, you know, what are the barriers to people coming mm-hmm. into our museums, uh, locals and and tourists? Mm-hmm. And um, one of them is parking. And, and I, I wanted to remind people that on Sunday, parking is free. So that coincides <laughs> with Super Museum Sunday. So it can be a completely free experience and, and easy to come in and, and find parking and, and get out. Um, So that's another way to encourage people to come on down this Sunday in particular.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, your membership and visitor numbers. I mean, COVID, I'm sure, has been, you know, as it has been in any museum in the country, has been something that, you know, everybody's had to kind of hurdle over. Um, But it seems like you all have found some success success in the last year and and two. Um, Give us a little bit of an idea of, of that on your end.
2: It's, it's really been remarkable. I've been, I came in in January of 21, kind of right after the, a very difficult COVID year um, and continuing with COVID of course, but Telfair, Telfair's response to COVID um, under the leadership then was very impressive. Basically it was thoroughly studied um, and very early on, even in, in the broader field of American museums, Telfair reopened five days a week and the message was clearly received by the public that these spaces, these big, big volumes of, of space in the in the museums, uh, particularly the Jepson Center, um, were safe places uh, to be with all the uncertainty. With we, you know, of course, abided by the Savannah Safe Pledge and mask policies, um, but the the message got out to the public, and we saw our attendance slowly rise. And I'm I'm amazed to to share that. Um, and pleased to share that we have, on the days that we've been open, um, really reached parity with the pre-COVID attendance numbers. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible, and some days we're even beating those numbers. And so we've gone, we've taken it a step further, and we're now back open seven days a week uh, mm-hmm. at all three sites. So um, that's really, it's been a, it's been impressive to watch the staff work so hard to. To, to make sure that the spaces are safe and that the programs, the in-person programming and exhibitions are so robust that people are just, you know, clamoring to come into our sites.
1: Yeah, it's something that I've talked with um, people in, like, the live music scene with, with with concerts and things like that. I think you also have this um, pent-up, like, I want to go somewhere. I want to go see some stuff, and, you know, I think Telfair is one of those, those places in town that... Uh, it's a perfect location to go and see stuff because you've been so um, deprived, you know, when, when it comes to you know how events have been doled out for the last two years.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's important. I've been thinking a lot lately about the museum experience. You know, I've had debates with with colleagues and even with family members about during COVID whether you know you can you can visit the Sistine Chapel digitally and mm-hmm. you can get really close and you can zoom in on Google Art and so on. But there is going to a museum is also a spatial experience. It's a it's a moving through unusual volumes of space, uh, spaces that are designed in different ways to modulate your experience and encountering art in those spaces. So it's it's really a combination of encounters with works of art and a spatial experience at the same time. And you really, you know, in, in some ways it's just challenging to, to replicate that um, digitally and through through the Zooms that we've all been on for for the last two years so there is there remains something very special about the in-person encounter with works of art. Yeah absolutely.
0: Pardon the interruption here, Zach and Mr. Simons. It's Adam and I'm here again to remind you not Zach and Mr. Simons you the listeners that savannahnow.com is the best source for local news and happenings such as what is going on with the arena opening, or the latest in the hanging death of William Harvey, who died in a Savannah Police Department interrogation room last year, or the machinations around the federal hate crimes trial of the men convicted of killing Brunswick's Ahmad Arbery. Find stories on all that and more at the online home of Savannah 40 News. Get full access to SavannahNow.com and our mobile app for just $49 for the next year. Go to SavannahNow.com slash subscribe now and sign up. Again, that's com slash subscribe now to sign up. Now, back to the interview with the Telfair's Ben Simons. Uh,
1: I want to talk a little bit about your experience, you know, prior to coming to Telfair, and it seems like you're also bringing a lot of experience on board. I know you have um, your chief curator, Alex Mann, is coming from the Smithsonian. He He's bringing a lot of experience. I saw him at an event last night, so he's making the rounds around town. Um, I mean for you what what do you feel like that brings because Telfair already had such a powerful team with you mentioned Aaron Dunn the curatorial team was so impressive you know already so bringing in um, you know yourself with with your experience at the Smithsonian as well as Alex I mean what is that how do you feel like that elevates what Telfair already kind of
2: had I think it's I think it's a really exciting time to be at Telfair um, I I came in and there there was a um, really a kind of a, a lot of uh, senior staffing turnover people who had almost a generation of, of folks who had really done amazing work at Telfair. Courtney McNeil um, the yep. outgoing chief curator who's now at the Baker at Naples um, you had Jessica Estes a longtime registrar um, Shannon Browning Mullis um, who is now the director of the Juliet Gordon Low house here in town and you had you had and then you had people on the staff long term um, who really were stepping up into more senior senior responsibilities um, more senior roles Aaron was um, promoted to uh, curator, full curator of modern and contemporary, and then being able to recruit Alex Mann from the Smithsonian, Alex with his extensive experience both at Smithsonian, but also at the Chrysler in Norfolk, Virginia, and at RISD. Um, and just, you know, to bring on, I think with Alex in particular, um, what some, what I would call a very public-facing uh, curate, chief curator, mm-hmm. someone who wants to get out in the community, wants to know all the artists, Mm-hmm. on the scene, uh, get to know all of the nonprofit partners. And I'm, I'm exactly the same way. I'm very much of a getting to know everybody kind of person. And I've spent a lot of the, my first year really getting to know not only our patrons and supporters, but going on studio visits um, to all, as many artists as possible, getting to know all of the other nonprofit leaders in town. So I, I consider that Telfair's role really to be a leader in community collaboration. Um, we have done a lot of, uh, you know, initial collaborations uh, this year, and Telfair has already had that spirit uh, long before I came on. But I'm, I'm very much a promoter of it. And there, with collaboration, there are ways to do things that, that don't burden the organizations that are collaborating. And mm-hmm. you have to think that way. Sometimes collaborative ideas get into, you know, a lot of budget and a lot of production. But if you could, if you find ways to streamline it, or maybe even dovetail with. Things that you're already planning, uh, it really becomes a you know a, what I call a one plus one equals three situation. It it, it's, it creates an extra extra energy uh, in the community that people really feel. We did um, early on. We did a collaboration with Savannah Philharmonic uh, for our Picasso to Hockney show, which was modern art on stage, and we filmed uh, an episode of their Soundtracks of Savannah series mm-hmm. in the galleries. They had their their Musicians um, in the galleries, and we, we filmed a short segment. Um, Firebird, Shahrazad, a couple of other uh, uh, segments that were just so powerful. And it was not that hard to do. It was it was kind of a you know it took a day or two to, to do the filming, and then there was editing and so on. But it just it gives it gives our public and our supporters and everybody the sense that we're in it together. Um, and I think that I think Savannah's at a place where really we need to think collaboratively across the board. Um, we we can all help each other, and Telfair is very much um, here to do that. So that's my outlook on it.
1: No, absolutely. And I know that's something that you mentioned when you when you came into the job that you really wanted to focus on bringing in those Georgia artists, those Savannah artists, especially. I mean, I know, kind of just looking through uh, recently. I mean, Art 912 is always there, but you had the uh, exhibition with Sada Mitchell. You have, uh, you know, Emily Earle's uh, photos were on display for a long time. You have Catherine Sando and Dana Richardson had murals in in there. I mean, um, it seems like the emphasis is, you know, we have a robust scene here. Like, we definitely need to find ways to emphasize them.
2: Absolutely, and we have, you know, we have an upcoming um, edition of Art 912 Convergence, which really is a kind of a retrospective of some of the highlights of works that have been in, of the artists who've been in Art912. Um, and and many of them that Telfair has acquired for the permanent collection. Mm-hmm. So they, you know that's another example of taking it to another level. Um, and they, we have Boxed in Breakout as well. And it's just, you know we've started a new initiative called Telfair Contemporaries, which is mm-hmm. a new membership group. And it's really to create excitement around contemporary art, not only mm-hmm. Telfair's exhibition and publications program with Contemporary Art uh, led by Aaron Dunn again mm-hmm. um, and Alex, of course. Um, but to really set up studio visits for, for members of Telfer Contemporaries, and there are several, several planned. January, we, we hit a little bit of an, the Omicron, a uh, little speed bump, but we're, we're back at it. We've got a lot of, a lot of visits and, and, and programs planned, but there's such a scene here and Telfair, we want to be front and center in that scene. So Telfair Contemporaries is, a, is an example of, of us um, really positioning the institution to be in those conversations. Um, no,
1: absolutely. And, and you mentioned it before, but before we, we talk a little bit more about the scene, um, I do want to, you know, definitely put on people's radars this William Golding exhibition that's mm-hmm. going to be coming to Telfair uh, very soon. Um, for those who are unfamiliar with the story, uh, you know, give give them kind of an insight into just the fascinating, just life that this guy lived.
2: Yeah. Well, this has been the life, life work of, of senior curator and director of education, Harry DeLorme Jr. Mm-hmm. who's uh, much beloved and a wonderful, wonderful person, but also a great um, uh, curator, scholar, educator. Um, and Harry has been researching the life of William O. Golding, who was uh, born mm-hmm. in, in Liberty County nearby. And as a young boy was walking along the Savannah waterfront, with a friend and was pressed into service aboard a merchant vessel, Canadian merchant vessel, uh, called on board by the captain and his wife. And then before he knew it, he was looking back at at the Tybee light and it was out to sea. (laughs) And that led to uh, 40 40 plus years uh, of life at sea on different vessels. He was on whalers, he was on naval vessels. He visited all the ports of the world. He really became, a global citizen in a way. Um, and then after after that career in life, uh, returned to Savannah. He had uh, chronic bronchitis and was in the Marine Hospital, which is now the SCAD building, um, and he was convalescing there. He got to know a, a Savannah a social aid and actually a Telfair Telfer affiliated um, Savanian uh, who kind of helped him and encouraged him uh, to do to create this body of, of of artwork depicting all of the foreign ports and vessels that he had been on, and so it's kind of a, a, a you know a, a retrospective almost of his life at sea in these works. And he was a self-taught artist, um, so he's he's really uh, almost underappreciated as one of the great American self-taught artists. And so this is the first major retrospective of to this extent of Golding's work. And Harry has been working on it. Um, we have we're producing a beautiful book and catalog, authored by Harry, uh, with contributions by um, Amari Williams, Alford and Jacqueline, Jacqueline Cox-Cright, who's a descendant of Golding, um, as well. So we're very proud of it. It's going to be kind of a, a real collectible item, and uh, and Harry Harry in particular deserves great kudos for that. And that show is opening April 1st. Here will run through. August 28th so just another reason to celebrate it's a it's a show of national importance and resonance but it's a it's a in a way a local story that's global so that you know it adds a real local interest as well
1: well especially just I know that um, previously some of his work had been on display and just kind of the see his interpretation of like the Savannah Riverfront and kind of how he remembers it Um, was incredibly powerful just to kind of see his work and how he was interpreting, uh, you know, a very, very uh, iconic location at that time period that he was...
2: Yeah, a lot of his Savannah um, waterfront scenes show, for instance, the Savannah Morning News building and Mm -hmm. banks and and other other landmarks. Uh, With Golding, Harry Harry has discovered that, you know, it's kind of a combination of memory and, and fantasy in a way in, in some of his work um, and it's never quite clear what the line is but particularly with those savannah scenes a lot of those buildings are very recognizable from historic photographs uh, for example and uh, but it's it's really I find it very moving to imagine Golding in the Marine hospital creating this body of work uh, going back over his life, you know really as he says, uh, living, living almost in his dreams, <laughs> uh, you know, retrospectively, and then creating this visual record of those of those dreams and memories that will be on view in April here. No, I, I
1: encourage once that opens, people uh, definitely seek that out. Um, I want to spend the balance of our time talking a little bit more broadly about just the local art scene in general. You know, I think that, um, as we mentioned before, with your experience level, I th- you know, I think that's such a... A, a kind of a crucial thing to add to the art scene because I think you know we can kind of get a little stuck in our ways of, of people who have lived here forever who who, who kind of have that investment. But I think it's always good to bring people who have worked on so many on, on such large levels like yourself. So you know, a year in, what what have you kind of made of this of this local scene? As we kind of, you know, there's a lot of talk talk about more public art in town. You have SCAD here. You have so many local artists, I mean, what has been your, what has been your assessment of Savannah's art as, as, you, have you been, as you've been here for about a year now?
2: Well, I've gotten to know so many of the artists and gallerists. You have Susan Laney, for example, um, who's a, who's a big, good friend of Telfair, and, and um, you know, we've gone on a lot of studio visits. Um, Suzanne Jackson, of course, who had a major show here at Telfair and, and Catalog Publication. It's just an incredible artist who's having a real moment right now. Yep. Um, and you, I think, my sense is that um, that there's been this hunger for working together as an arts community. And one thing we're doing now is, is we're involved in strategic planning and strategic thinking about the future of Telfair, but also its relationship to Savannah. And one thing we want to do is really activate Telfair Square in mm-hmm. ways that are, that ways that are um, possible and doable. You know there have been there have been a lot of events. uh, The book festival. There was the art fair in the old days. um, But really, looking at ways to make Telfair Square more of a public destination, um, with with you know down the road the possibility of collaborative um, events, live events, art events, and musical events, um, performances, sculpture, public art, for example, um, and to to activate that space. But beyond that to really look at ways to um, create, in a sense, or solidify a Savannah Arts District downtown. There's so many elements, there's so many museums, nonprofits, galleries, artist studios, to create, to start to conceive of that as an arts district. Um, you ha- Of course, you have, um, you know, you have the riverfront, you have the, um, Plant Riverside as kind of a, a district, you have You know, you have other areas of town that have sort of a defined branding, but I think there's a really an opportunity to create a corridor. Of course, it's a collaborative idea, and we want to work with you know all of the partners in those spaces, including historic homes and and other museums. Um, We have, you know, as as everyone knows, Telfair has three three different um, museum properties, including the Owens Thomas House and Slave Quarters, uh, the Telfair Academy, which was the old Telfair Mansion. Converted into a museum, and of course Jepson. So we want to find a way, as an institution, to create a Telfair campus. But let's think bigger than that, and let's think about how we can make a an arts district working with our cultural partners as well. And the yeah, city.
1: Absolutely. I mean, do you feel do you feel there's all, you know an opportunity as well to kind of you know, expand out of even downtown Savannah. We talked, you know, at the beginning of this about Bryan and Effingham and Liberty counties, but also you have other sections of town that I feel like are also just so open and, and ready for for some sort of uh, what you know, kind of what you're describing.
2: Yeah, and I think one of the exciting um, possibilities is with Savannah State, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the new president Kimberly Bauer, the Washington new, newly um, newly formalized president. Um, mm-hmm gotten to know uh, President Ballard Washington well and look forward to getting to know her even better. And we already have uh, a good partnership with Savannah State in terms of the art, art faculty and our Friends of African American Art um, and on uh, exhibition open there this week. Um, but we want to do even more. And you can imagine, just as an example, a kind of an arts arts trail uh, mm-hmm. that would involve Telfair in the downtown, but might also um, include an element that's at on Savannah State campus yep. and that would draw people out so that you're thinking of the whole region more as a whole. Um, so that's that's one example of, of kind mm-hmm. of thing you're talking about getting outside of just the downtown historic district specifically. Absolutely.
1: Well well, Ben, I, I really appreciate the time and I'm excited to see uh, what Tel- Telfair has going for the rest of the year. As, as I said I mean I'm I'm very excited to see the William Golding ex- ex- exhibition but uh, I think this weekend is a perfect opportunity for folks to see things like the Pulse Festival and a lot of the other exhibitions you all yeah, have.
2: Yeah, we'd love to see all of you this Sunday and, and and every weekend at Telfair and for you to tell everybody, all of your friends and family, about all the exciting things that are going on. So really appreciate your doing this, Zach.
0: Adam back with you one more time, and that's all for the Thursday Commute Podcast. Thanks again to our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. For more interviews with local newsmakers, check out The Commute archives by searching The Commute with That Savannah Opinion on your favorite podcast app. The Commute returns next Tuesday. Thank you again for listening.